Hello, my friends, it's Andy and Hedy coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production, <laughs> sorry, a little tongue twister there, of ResurrectMinistry.com, where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel across the world. It is a website, basically, it's an online ministry, a portal to information about your walk with Jesus. So whether you are a new believer or a seasoned saint, we hope you will, will find content that is of interest to you. And we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line. We actually got a message from Yvonne today. We did. Just now, yes. She's, uh, she's, she's apparently in, jail? in Facebook jail. Yes, she's yes. in jail. Hi, Yvonne. <laughs> so drop us a comment just like Yvonne did. Uh, and... We love to hear from you. If you care to donate uh, to this ministry, you can click the donate now button. Make sure and comment. Let us know what you think about the devotional, about our comments, maybe about have our a sound. about our sound. How's our sound sounding? Um, about um, any uh, other thoughts you may have on any of the things we're talking about, and most importantly, let us know if you have any prayer requests so that uh, we can pray for you at the towards the end of the broadcast. Uh, one other thing that I have in the description that I don't have a banner for, that is uh, my son's lacrosse team, the, the Eldorado lacrosse team. Uh, there's a little uh, link and um, just click on that. And then if you want to give a, a buck or two, maybe 10, maybe a thousand, mm. <laughs> no, just a couple bucks, that would be great. Uh, they're almost at their goal. So it would be great to not only hit the goal, but maybe go a little bit above that. So look for that link down there. It's called Fan Angel is the name of the uh, charity. Um, LifeWise is our other sponsor, and that's uh, a company that makes some great uh, products for um, inflammation, help you sleep. And maybe that's what happened last night. Maybe I took too much of the dream. Yeah. <laughs> How many did you take? I only took one. Um, uh, but you know what? I didn't take any of my flu medicine either. Yikes. And so maybe that's why I was a little stuffy last night. Sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry about that, Schnugs. But uh, LifeWise is amazing. Uh, you try the products. They're fantastic. Uh, so far in the over a year that the company's been in existence, no one has returned any of the products. So I'd say that's a pretty good uh, record so far. Uh, and then if you want to uh, tell other people about uh, your hobby or maybe you want to do your own devotional, uh, use StreamYard. This is what we are using now to go live to you. We're broadcasting on all the different social medias. And um, you can just do one if you want to. You don't have to do them all. Uh, and it even includes Instagram now, although I'm I, apparently I'm in Instagram jail or something. Oh man, I have no idea what's going on with Instagram. So we can't go live there now, but it, you can uh, if you're not a um, a person that posts things about that there's only men and women. Um, you could use my account. Oh, why do you let? Why do you say that? I could use your account, yeah. uh, but go back to uh, get streamyardnow.com. Use that URL. Our reference, uh, our um, verse to, verses today are First Timothy 5, 19 through 21. So make sure and get those prepared in your Bible. Um, Tozier is going to be referencing just one uh, portion of that. We're going to go a little bit deeper. Um, we are reading from Tozier for the Christian Leader for January 29th. It is titled Seeking Approval. And the scripture he's using is 1 Timothy 5.20 that says, Them that sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear. Hmm. I cannot believe in the spirituality of any Christian man who keeps an eye open for the approval of others, whoever they may be. The man after God's own heart must be dead to the opinion of his friends 
as well as his enemies. He must be as willing to cross important persons as obscure ones. He must be ready to rebuke his superior as quickly as those who may beneath him on the ecclesiastical ladder. To reprove one man in order to gain the favor of another is in no evidence of moral courage. It is done in the world all the time. We'll never be where we should be in our spiritual lives until we are so devoted to Christ that we ask no other approbation, approbation sorry, uh, than his smile. When we are wholly lost in him and frantic effort, oh, sorry, when we are wholly lost in him, the frantic effort to please men will come to an end. The circle of persons we struggle to please will be narrowed to one. Then we will know true freedom, but not a moment before. Lord, does anyone ever really get over the desire to seek the approval of others? That is a battle for which we are totally dependent on you for victory. Help me today to be content with only the smile of your approval. Amen. Amen. First of all, I want to see the smile of Jesus's approval. Mm. Glory be to that day that we get to see that. Yeah, well, we we know the dangers of um, people only, only doing things for the approval of others in yes. politics. In the church, too, for sure. Oh, yeah, in the church, too. But I, um, for those of you that have been Christians for a long time, uh, have you seen this before? Because I know we've all experienced it in Catholic school. I even went to a Catholic preschool where they beat you with the rulers in front of the entire class. Um, <laughs> so obviously they were reading this, the rebuking in front of others. But does anybody remember a time when they did this in the church? Because I'm super curious to know if that's ever happened. I mean, I know I was at a Presbyterian church for a little while that was down the street from me, and they decided to have a elders meeting um, to talk with the pastor about something that they weren't happy with. They ripped into him. I mean, mm. I, I wanted to run and hide. I felt so bad for him. This was during a congregational Well, the meeting? Presbyterians, at least this church, was very big on hierarchy. The hierarchy, the, there was membership. The church mm. had membership, and there were elders, and then there were pastors and then there was teachers and so when they had a an issue you know the the general public the congregation the members were invited along with the elders and they just ripped into him in this meeting and i was like oh mm. this is terrible like i thought it was horribly disrespectful uh but of course i didn't know this scripture at the time but i'm just curious people saw that yeah, I've not seen that before. I, I my when I talk about my story, my history of the Christian church, I I had no idea what a Christian church was like. And then I somebody had talked me into going to your Belinda Friends because it was near my home. Um, and this was like 25 years ago. This was some time ago. Right. And uh, they were still in a temporary building because the the sanctuary that they're currently in was not built yet. And I went and the music was amazing. The message was fantastic. And I go, wow, I'd never seen anything like this before. I had always been in what I felt was a boring Catholic yes. uh, service that I, that it was the same every Sunday with a few little tweaks. I think maybe a five oh, minutes. Oh, it's the same every Sunday. Oh yeah. It's the same, except for like a little period of time where the, the, the father will talk about something a little bit different, but most of it is, is all the same always. 
Um, but anyway, so that I went one day and it was amazing. And I go, well, I thought this is kind of interesting. I, I'm going to have to come back the next Sunday. Something happened between that Sunday and the next Sunday where there was, it was completely different. Yeah. So they didn't do it like out in front of everybody. It's just something happened. And then everything changed. People were crying and half the people that were there the Sunday I attended the first time gone. Were, were gone. And the other half were in, you know, tears and disbelief and com completely disrupted. It almost, it almost ended my uh, Christian life. walk. <laughs> you people are crazy. <laughs> but they didn't do that in public. Nobody like, there are a lot of people going like, Hey, what happened? Like nobody knew. Right. So it almost, to me, it almost would have been better <laughs> to have something a little bit more public. I don't think really the, the, the internet or Facebook was around. So like they couldn't give people a heads up. Yeah. So, so the ladies are saying hello. Hey, uh, Carrie and Dr. K and Yvonne. Hi. How's everybody doing this evening? And Yvonne, I know asked yesterday how your surgery how um, Dr. K's father's surgery went, and she said, great. Wait, she said, I'm doing great. <laughs> Wait, no. Yeah, Hold that's, on. That's... My dad postponed oh, uh, for February 21st because my mom's Parkinson's has been an issue. Sorry to hear that. Hmm. Thank you all for asking and praying. Sound is good. Carrie says, woohoo. Nice. <laughs> nice. And uh, Yvonne says, hi, that was quick. Love you both. Sounds fabulous tonight. Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. Uh, Cindy's having a dizzy spell, so we're going to pray for her for that. And Kevin. Hey, Kevin. We sound marvelous. Woohoo! Nice, nice to have a dude on. Thank you very much. Oh, no, Cindy. Praying for Cindy's dizziness. Yes. Uh, does drama mean help? Uh, good idea. Uh, and <laughs> Dr. K says, Hedy, I have Scott listening on speakerphone. Oh, that's so sweet. Sup, Scott. What's up, Scott? It's nice to have another dude at least listening. Yes. Um, so Dr. K says they, the Greeks do this all the time. Even if you wear pants or bright lipstick, you name it. So they'll call you out in front of the whole church. Fascinating. Wow. Uh, Carrie says, I never saw a rebuke at any age, except when mom had us, um, in JW ripped a man for transfusion. His son got and shunned him right there. Jehovah's witness. Jehovah's witness. Yes, I know that was a big deal. Yeah. Interesting. And Yvonne agrees with you. The mass is the same. I don't know why this isn't clicking. The mass is the same every week. Oh, my goodness. That must be boring. Oh, it's the same. Hamana, Damana, Semana, Himana. And they do the, like, the, the incense. And then the, 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 everything's the same. <laughs> uh, that case is, that's religious narcissism. It's a form of control, not to challenge authority. Mm. Oh, Kate says she's seen it before, too. She had a new pastor come to the church, and he came with two elders to tell me I was a reprobate, and God showed him I'm not to go to church, but my sons could. I was a single parent. Oh, my Whoa. God. That is the worst, Kate. <laughs> wow. You've got to be kidding. Wow. Yeah, Yvonne is shocked at that, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yvonne's wondering where Kevin is. Kevin's in um, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> near my old hometown yes um a remedial sports therapist in her own clinic i was accused of running a naughty massage clinic until he found out i never did men without their partners with them he begged for my forgiveness oh wow that is terrible that is so judgmental 
Can you imagine that? Especially when it's sports medicine. I mean, that's clearly therapy. Guilty before proven innocent. (laughs) Yes. That's horrible. Wow. Sounds like the United States. What? (laughs) Guilty before proven innocent. Oh. President Trump, he's guilty. Everybody says he's guilty. He's a criminal and all this kind of nonsense. He's got to pay that lady 80 million bucks. No, he's not going to pay it. He's going to appeal. Yeah, he's going to appeal it. That's crazy. It's crazy. That's crazy for something that she. Anyway, I'll get I'll get on a whole yeah, tangent. Don't don't, don't, don't she, do it. She clearly did a show several years ago that said that it was it was erotic that the thought of it, of this happening to her it, it didn't happen. She's crazy. She's a lunatic. Okay, so <laughs> Dr. K has a question. She knows. Uh, I actually have a question. Is it biblical for a church to specifically call out couples who are not married but live together? Mm. I saw that on a church's value list. I think it would be, but not from the stage. Well, first of all, this is the rule we're covering. So it's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's in First Timothy 5. Yeah. Um, to call out sinners. Um, but the question is, how? So... We could say, well, it shouldn't be done from here and it shouldn't be done in there, but you're supposed to call attention to sin of people in the presence of others so that others may fear. Mm. Um, but I got to tell you, this that sounds, sounds very scary. Well, it um, buds, which is uh, Pastor Jack's men's Bible study. Is it a Bible study? Was that what you would call that? What? The men's gathering yes. that he does once a month, that it's just men, 2000 or so men show up in the sanctuary and he quite often from the stage will say he won't tell men to raise their hands but he i think i don't i think most every time that he's held this at some point he gets to the point where he says if you are shacking up and he you know with somebody he says you're not to do that he goes get married if you're gonna does he say like what uh uh dr k says that they have been told they cannot participate in fellowship or eat at the table no he just says that you're living in sin. I mean, that's uh, something that you need to address right away. Either stop doing it or get married. And just says that it's very clearly something that they're living in sin. But he's pretty strong with his words when he says it. I can't tell you exactly what he says uh, from memory, but I just know that it, it often gets brought up because the men will say, okay, so I'm living with my girlfriend. And he'll go, and he'll like, he'll, listen, this is, this is what the Bible says. He says, you, ha- you, you need to stop this. So just, we'll start with, you need to stop doing that. Right. One way or another, either get married or, um, or, or not live together. Right. The, the Bible says that you're not to do that. You need to stop having sex and uh, get right with God. And then begin the process of uh, determining um, what your next steps are to get married or what have you. And, but to, so, uh, Dr. K's point is that, but is it okay to just single out this sin? Um, and I don't think it, to me, it doesn't seem right to single out that sin. It's the same thing with, do you allow homosexuals in the church? Of course we do. We don't ask everybody's sexual preference at the door. Um, nor should we, but do we condone same sex marriage? No. Do we allow them, um, and this is what gets difficult because I know I was talking to our youth pastor at the church and we were talking about these young people and he was saying that uh, they had to forbid young people from male and female from public displays of affection on campus. So they basically told them you are not allowed 
um, to hug each other, to cuddle, whatever it is you guys are doing. No, no physical touching of unmarried people on the campus. Um, now, he said this to teenagers, but would they say that to two adults that they knew weren't married? I don't know. Like, hmm. where do you draw the line? I don't know. It's a very hard question because all throughout, and I don't know if it's all in First Timothy, but but there are, and we've covered this a couple of weeks ago, there are several um, scriptural verses about um, reprimanding those that are in sin and that if they don't comply or agree, um, to take it to the pastor and then excommunicate them, not to sit with them, not to um, have a meal with them. So that scripture exists. We can't deny that the scripture exists, but right. it is an issue of selective enforcement, right. I think. He's never told them, at least back to the buds thing, that they can't come to church together right? <laughs> because they're living in sin. He's just saying what you're doing is sinful uh, and um, you need to make a decision. Right. And be like, you know, over drinking. And I was going to say, yeah. like, how many people do we know that get drunk the night regularly? Saturday night and come to uh, church. church hungover. Right. Right. And nobody tells them, look, you smell like beer. You got to leave. Mm. Um, it's a tough one. Yeah. And um, so Kate was still telling us about uh, this man said he didn't sleep until he got um, her forgiveness. And the Lord said, I had to forgive him. And he was grateful. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, and so Dr. K saying, yes, but there are other sins. Okay. Wait, we talked about that one. Yeah. And Yvonne says, well, sexual sin is a huge deal. And no, you can't single out sins. So, um, Carrie says, my friend told her, boy, sleep with a girl. That is your wife. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Um, and then Yvonne said, that's a good idea to keep hands off. Touching leads to other things. Why push the envelope? Mm. Yeah, well, and also the, the, the dilemma for the church was, that um, it was happening on campus and they were minors. So it was like, you know, you guys got to stop. This is inappropriate. Um, it's not appropriate in front of the other children. It's a negative influence. And so there was a, a number of reasons they wanted to put an end to that behavior, which is great. Yep. Which is great. And I mean, I think everybody should be respectful of that. Like we shouldn't, whether you're married or unmarried, there shouldn't be you know, massive displays of PDA on church campus. Not, like even at public school. I mean, I right. tell teach, you know, the, I've talked to the superintendent a number of times. I said, some of these principals need to get a handle on the nonsense that happens at schools. Yes. Um, it is really just kind of crazy, not to mention the dress and everything else. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's this level of appropriateness. There's a, there's a line. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's not easy, especially in this this current worldly climate that we're in. And so, what were you? Um, what were you like before you met Jesus? So um, everybody basically knows your story about walking around in a church, but not really filled with the Spirit. Um, so you were engaged in certain sins, but you were still going to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, did people ever? The people who knew, did they ever be like, brother, you need to stop doing that? Or did anybody try to correct you? In what's the thing? Like in, in, in any of them. Privately, did those who knew, 
did anybody try to be like, you know, you're trying to be a Christian? I mean, people, you were teaching men's Bible studies. Nobody, nobody knew the no. duplicity. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, did some of them know? And they're just kind of like, oh, my God. No, it was actually one of those things where they could tell that my wife at the time and I had no loving connection. They said, is everything okay? I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, you guys, like, sit, you have a seat in between you. An empty seat. You did have an empty No, but I mean, you could tell that there was just no. Felt like there was an empty seat. Yeah, there was no, like, we never showed up together. At events and things like that, whether it was at the church, okay, um, that kind of stuff. So people are like, "Is everything okay?" No, 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 no. <laughs> things aren't okay. <laughs> well, <clears throat> and see, that's another thing, right? So it's not just the sin. So there's um, relationships that could fail, and so what responsibility did they have to try to help before it failed and turned into a sin? Because once you divorce, that's a sin. Yeah. You know, so um, there's that. Like, to what extent the church, and says so some churches don't let um, yeah. you be married in the church if they knew you were married before. And there's all, there's all. I took a long, I mean, I, I think after our separation, I didn't go to church for probably six months. I was already, I'd already stopped. Because I felt like we were pretending there too, you know, right. going together with the kids and hey, how are you? So fantastic. <laughs> and we fought all the way to church and <laughs> argued about stuff all the way to church. Um, but I had already said, I can't do this. I can't go to church and pretend that we're a happily married couple. Uh, you know, it's just, it's impossible. Um, so it wasn't until probably about six months, seven months after, because so many people knew us at that church. Right. Uh, yeah, we've been there for years. The entire time we were married, we were there. Our kids all went to the church there. So yeah, when I first got there with Andy, there everyone's like, "Hi, who are you? Who are you?" <laughs> you know that sideways look where they're kind of like, "What's happened?" Andy's back at church, and this lady doesn't look like the other lady. What is funny, though, is I, I'm trying to think because there was somebody, and it was a uh, Everett, um, a friend of mine. Um, that right, that's a good uh, story. Everett O'Keefe, who um, you and I had started dating. Yes. And we were going to do something. I don't know what it was. And he called me up and says, hey, I just, you know, you're doing this devotional where you're speaking to the ducks at the church, at the, at the park, <laughs> being Christian. And he goes, he goes, are you, I mean, are you living with this woman? Are you, uh, are you fornicating? <laughs> and I said, funny you should say that because no. <laughs> And he goes, what? Like he thought he was going to get me. Right. And I said, no, we made that decision. And um, I mean, it was like, maybe it was when I had COVID. I was staying at your house. Yeah, you that's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was because you're like, I, said, I have my oxygen tank. I'm yeah, staying at I, her I go, house. Bro, I have an oxygen tank. I can't go home where my kids are. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go to my own house because I got six people living there currently. <laughs> and um, uh, and so she's taking care of me because I'm on an oxygen tank and I have to take all kinds of medication and all kinds. Of, and I got this, uh, you know, this thing that I'm attached to this tank. Yes. It was, it was both the, uh, the I tank I was rolling around and the machine. And so he was calling me out on that. And I said, yeah. Well, I, and also his point was you're doing this devotional. You're trying to live holy. You're yeah. trying to practice holiness. Are you towing the line? Which I thought was great. I, at first I was kind of offended. Yeah. And then I thought about, I go, 
he's right. <laughs> I go, it, because I had really begun to learn about what, I mean, I became born again and it was more clear to me then than it would have been any other time that, you know, he was absolutely right. And I, and I yeah. told him later on, I think it was like a few days later, I said, you know what? I really appreciate you doing that. Yes. I said, I hope you, that you will hold me accountable um, like that uh, going forward. And he goes, yeah, he goes, he goes, he goes, and he said, well, I just, it seemed odd that you were going on live every day. And, uh, and he goes, I, I was just thinking, and then you're living with this woman. I go, no, I said, well, I was, I was, uh, so she's risky. my, she's my nurse. <laughs> and how sexy do I look with an oxygen hose coming out of my nose? And, uh, you know, this tank next to me, breathing for me, <laughs> it really wasn't working. So I thought that was awesome. I, I do, um, appreciate him for doing that. And um, Dr. K says, Scott says, everyone should look in the mirror and deal with their own problems. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, that's, there's that. Uh, K says, I think uh, obvious sins can affect the church and need to be confronted, but secret sins need to be dealt with privately. We are not to cause others to sin because of our behaviors. Yes, but I don't. I, I don't know if you could scripturally say some sins are secret and some are not. Um, I think the the responsibility to confront sin seems to be a blanket one, um, regardless of how bad the sin is or isn't. Yeah. I don't know. It's my opinion. Uh, Kate also says, I think a lot of girls were on stage dressing inappropriately and leading the church in worship, pushing the boundaries of respect and dignity. Yeah, that seems to happen a lot. Oh my gosh. I remember, <laughs> I remember this church that I used to attend. Um, the wife of the pastor is a, a, is a singer uh, in the worship team. She doesn't do it all the time, but one day she showed up in this very, you know, your sock dress. Yes. It was she has Hedy wears this dress it just drives i love it uh but uh this was like a like a thin version and it is i mean she's a very attractive woman and yet it was like you could you could even hear what she was singing because of <laughs> what she was wearing <laughs> and, and uh, she it was like the most it was uh what church was it at? The, the Our one, current one? no the one i was attending prior oh to. okay and um I, I, she never wore anything like that ever again. I'm sure that uh, everybody, <laughs> the emails must have been going out right. while she was singing. Like, really? <laughs> like, you look fantastic in that dress, but it's not, yeah. not for every woman uh, in the Christian church wants to stab you. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was very inappropriate. It's very, I mean, it's very distracting. Yeah. <laughs> it's very distracting. Yeah. So, yes, that is funny. And uh, Yvonne thought that must have been awkward for us as a new couple. Yeah. No. Well, we had no. so many awkward moments. <laughs> Bananas. I, I, I don't know how soon after I told you that he sent me that message. Was it like that same day or something? I think so. No, I think it, it actually was a really good reminder. Yes. Um, and I and I did appreciate it. Like I said, at first, I wanted to say, mind your own business, because that's the old Andy and the old flesh. Right. But then I was thinking who it was coming from. Right. Uh, a very good friend of mine, very strong Christian has a great family, great kids, and is a good example Yes, uh, of, a, of what a Christian Coming should be. Coming from a place of love and yeah. respect. It wasn't like it came from, I'm not going to name any names, but another, another one of my friends. Yes. Right? I, I would have exactly. said, hey, 
like why, why? but no it, it's houses a, and stones and how he worded it was just hey i just want to you know i see you doing these things and where your walk is you know i think this is something that i just wanted to just to right. talk about and see if i couldn't help you you know get do to stop doing something that you may maybe will regret um uh, Cindy really saying that she had a membership class, had a woman come to the class that wasn't married and was living with a man and had people come and tell me this information saying she couldn't become a member. Mm. Fascinating. And what'd you end up doing, Cindy? Did you allow her to become a member? And I didn't know that you had membership at your church. I guess that's, um, that doesn't happen everywhere for sure. Uh, you know, this, that's your story and you're sticking with it. Just kidding. He was right to ask and it is biblical. Yes, absolutely. And Cindy's saying she decided not to become a member, but it gave me pause and made me really think about when this comes up, what I was going to do in the future. Yeah, not an easy question. Um, and Carrie says, I think there is a balance on how to address it. Yeah, I don't know what that balance is, though. <laughs> uh, Dr. K says, we had a pastor make the bridge go, man, make the bridge go cover her chest area. The bride. The bride. Once she got to the altar, that's embarrassing. Oh my God, can you imagine getting a napkin from the table and being like, here, honey, cover your chest. <laughs> yeah, he needs to put that in that little area. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we have to remember not to give the enemy a foothold. He used his sexual attraction. Oh yeah, and the yeah. Jezebel spirit. Um, there's uh, Pastor Robert Morris, who's uh, an elder for Pastor Mark Driscoll. Um, I think it's called Gateway Church, huge mm. church in Texas. He talks about that all the time because he has fallen as a result of adultery and has made his way back and repented and has done so many series um, teaching men how to be aware of that um, really dangerous spirit that comes after believing men. And sometimes it's very, very hard to resist and it's important to recognize and to flee. There are no temptations for which God does not provide a means of escape. Our escape was to get married. Yes. <laughs> that was after our counseling meeting. So after when I healed and you know was able to go back home again, uh, we attempted to get married at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. And the main appointment with the, the dude who oversees whether you can get married or not at the church. Yeah, we told them the story. Yeah, and he said it was going to be 10 months of, uh, <laughs> of counseling. He goes, or you could just get married. And we go... We'll just get married. <laughs> yeah, the 10 month program wasn't going to work. I think my friends are still going through that program. Really? Uh huh. <laughs> it says we have to stay away from every appearance of evil for the sake of others. Amen. First Thessalonians 5 22 mm -hmm. and 23. Uh, and Dr. Chase says, great point. Being aware, uh, recognize, and flee. Yeah, mm. So important. Really Love so that. important. Yeah. Yeah. See, Carrie and Eddie got married fast too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else? Such a blessing in it. Too. You either going to have to endure the the difficulties of living apart when you love somebody that much. Yep. I mean, or get married. <laughs> but then, but I don't know that you can. You know I mean, I'm not, that you should be telling those people that they can't come to church. No, it's the same thing with the homosexual yeah. people yeah. or drunkards or, you know, like how many people could come to the church that are working on a massage parlor? I don't know. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Like we don't we don't know what people are doing in their private lives. It's I think it's it, I think it's when it becomes a spectacle to the church um, that people feel the need to step in. Um, so, as Kate was saying, the difference between public versus secret. I think it's how public the person makes it. Um, yeah. Because if you're living with a person and you just walk in a church and you're not holding hands and you're not doing anything that it is inclined to make people believe that you are um, that you are living together or whatever, you're mm -hmm. keeping your business private, then I don't see why there's any need for anybody in the church to come up. But I got to admit, I got to admit, we were at, I, there's this couple at our church and um, the guy uh, appears to be there for a very long time. He's an usher. And when I met one of the ladies, as she sat down, she says, that's my boyfriend. And I was like, your boyfriend, I, I, that threw me off. Like, what does that mean? What, what why are your boyfriend? Hmm. I'm trying to picture who that is. I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> but it, I, I just thought that was weird to be like 50, you know, he's in his sixties. She's maybe late forties, early fifties. And it's like, that's my boyfriend. Like, Man, friend, and then marriage. I don't understand that anything else, anything else <laughs> at that age. I don't know. You don't think that it that they can have a boyfriend girlfriend relationship at that age? I, I I don't I don't know if that's really appropriate. Really? I mean, you could be. I, to me, it's it's kind of like what we did. It's a man friend. It's it's a person you're courting. You're either, you know what I mean? You're either mm -hmm. in the process of deciding whether you do want to be married. You know, you're spending time together appropriately, um, respectfully. But I don't get the boyfriend and girlfriend at our age. I don't. Hmm. Because what does that mean? Does that mean you're fornicating? We got the no. No. I mean, it doesn't have to. You can be boyfriend and girlfriend and go to the movies together and be and say to each other, hey, I'm I really I'm in love with you. And I want to be exclusive. Well, I don't want you going on Tinder <laughs> <laughs> swiping right on anybody or left. I don't know which one which one right. one of them is right, one of them's wrong. Um, or you know, yeah, going out on dates with anybody else. At that point, I think your boyfriend or girlfriend. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. And then you could be that so. way for a long period of time where you're exclusive to each other, but not living together, not fornicating, but holding hands while you're at a restaurant or watching a movie, cuddling. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine <laughs> who's Catholic um, and her, her man uh, got a divorce to the Catholic church, uh, an old, you know, because they don't have a divorce. So for her to be able to get married, they're going through a two-year counseling session. And they told her that that's fast, two years, wow. that she's lucky. So she finally got her marriage date. That'll be in May. But what she did is she ended up doing the opposite. She went to the courthouse. Hmm. So they're still waiting to get married in the church, but they went to the courthouse because they wanted to move in together, you know, combine their incomes, combine their household and stuff. So they just went to the courthouse and they're still waiting to go to the church to get married. So does the courthouse marriage 
make it okay then to live with each other? Wouldn't it be the church marriage be the one? Well, but that's the thing. It <laughs> depends on how weird is that, right? So you're saying, so she's like, yeah, she's like, I have to be married in front of the eyes of God, but I know at least now with the civil marriage, um, we're legally bound to each other. So mm. there's all kinds of equations out there. <laughs> and Carrie's saying, if sinners can't come to church, then the building would be empty. Yeah, for Amen. sure. Yeah. So true. And boyfriend, girlfriend sounds like a teenager thing. Yeah. So it's man friend and woman friend. Yes. <laughs> My significant other. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy that rode a motorcycle to church and would walk into the sanctuary and take off his leathers. It was very <laughs> distracting. <laughs> My goodness, I can't. That's imagine. the like the guy that we saw hug the uh, the Mexican gang member at yeah. church on Sunday, peeling off his chaps. Yeah, I mean, how long did either one of them? I don't know. I don't know their story, so I can't say that that, that you know where their walk was. But how long did they spend in the did the especially the Hispanic guy? How long did he spend in the church before he finally gave himself over to Jesus Christ? So he could have been there a week. He could have been there two years. Yes. And so, and then on the weekends, going back to his gang lifestyle, yeah. gangster lifestyle. Uh, but it was that process of being there and hearing the message from Pastor Bob that brought him to the point where he could finally give his life over to Jesus Christ. Or maybe it was the message of Pastor Josh that just struck home. Finally. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so Yvonne's very scared about the two years. Yeah. The Catholic Church, no joke. He, first of all, they had to explain. He had to, like, he had explained the why he got the annulment and the circumstances behind the annulment. And then they contacted the ex to hear if she accepted the annulment and what her version of the story was. And then they had to go to counseling together, the new couple, about whether he's fit to be married again and whether she un understands and accepts those limitations that he has in order to be fit enough to be married. And then the church is just busy. Hmm. So it's a famous Catholic church. And so they didn't have a date for them until next May. Wow. Yeah. I like this expression. That's very cute, Yvonne. You can fool the pastor, but not the master. Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Uh, in the marriage to my oldest daughter's mom, <laughs> we got married There's in the Catholic. We got married in the Catholic Church, and we had to go to that uh, three-day class prior to getting married. Yeah, three we, days. We, you got we lucky. Almost, we almost didn't make it to that point the 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 father that we met with he was very funny irishman and that didn't give you a sign that you guys shouldn't have married oh no for yeah it, i had every sign i had every warning flag <laughs> um but um one full day was on how to have sex either to you had to teach you how to have sex to not have a child and how to have sex oh. to have a child and it was an entire class. The, the 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 husband and wife that taught the class had something like fifteen kids. Wow! And uh, <laughs> I just remember it like it was yesterday. And we're listening to this, like you know, you, the, you had to take the temperature. The woman had to take her temperature. Yes, we know. And then on we the calendar, you sure? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. So there's this whole process. Yes, <laughs> we're, we're all pretty much aware of the process. And it works. If you've been a it woman works. in America, you're aware of the process. It, it works. So. Yeah. Occasionally only, it doesn't. We, oh, no. We only had in one either kid. Direction. We only had one kid and we had the kid when we wanted her. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to follow the plan. Some people can't follow the plan in the heat of the moment. Yeah. They go, they go, the heck with the thermometer. Let's just right. take a chance. That's and that's you, when it falls apart. That's what you worry about with kids too. Cause they're like, oh, here, here, here. you're no. like, oh, come on now. Stop it. Stop that nonsense. <laughs> and Kate saying, are we making a judgment call on oldies? No, I'm just saying that we went through the same thing. I was like, oh my God, don't call me your girlfriend, please. Uh, it's it that you just get to a certain age where you're thinking to yourself that I, I just can't fit that status of girlfriend. I don't know. I just, I just mm. being silly. Maybe it's just a personal thing. Did we read the scripture? I think we did. I don't think we did. Did we? Uh, oh, we might have. Did we read the scripture? Because I want to take down the lower third. It, it irritates I, me. When yeah, it's and I think that everyone <laughs> is really grossed out by the conversation, except for Scott, who wants <laughs> to hear more about fertility. I <laughs> know uh, he hung up at the fertility conversation. See, I called Ken my boyfriend, and we're exclusive, but we don't have sex, and we're old. Yes, so you call me a boyfriend? Really? So, Cindy, you're a pastor of a church, and you stand up there, and when people ask you, who's this, you say, this is my boyfriend? That's a little awkward, isn't it? As opposed to my man friend. <laughs> this is my partner. I don't know. There's no good word. I don't know. I don't know what the word would be, but it just seems like we're too old to be using boyfriend and girlfriend. Now I now I feel bad for Scott being on when we had this conversation. Out of all the devotionals for him to join us, we're uh, talking about fertility. And yes, the rhythm method is what it was called. The rhythm method, yep. yes. Uh, I was going to get rid of this. Okay. Um, anything else, Schnugs? <laughs> I don't know. What I, a conversation. To go, um, oh, yeah, we did the whole rebuke before all. That's how we got on this conversation. Uh, I just find the whole thing fascinating. You see, guys, the whole time when I read it, I was thinking about doing things to please other people, not You know, God. I don't think we read the scripture. Does anybody remember? Because yeah. I'm going to read it again because I think this is significant. Yeah. Do not accept an accusation against an elder except on the basis of two or three witnesses. Those who continue in sin rebuke in the presence of all so that the rest also will be fearful of sinning. I solemnly exhort you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus and his chosen angels to maintain these principles without bias, doing nothing in a spirit of partiality. So he takes an oath. Paul takes an oath in, in the presence of God, Christ, and angels that people must abide by this principle. Hmm. It's pretty strong. How many times have you heard Paul take an oath? I just throwing it out there and not to do it in, uh, partially, meaning don't, don't choose like the weak people that you don't like and be like, let's uncover that guy's sin or don't be partial based on the nature of the sin. Um, but it is an elder. It's not just like Bob and Sally that walk in through the church door. They're saying, okay, rebuke them in front of everybody. We must remember also. I don't know how important this is, but I just think I need to bring it up. Is this this devotional is for Christian leaders, right? Is does that make a difference when we're talking about Christian leaders as opposed to congregants? Well, yeah, because but Paul's um, uh, commandment here is to rebuking elders. Mm -hmm. So it's not Bob and Sally that walk through the door and being like, "Hey, you two fornicators, get over here." <laughs> 
<laughs> Get out. <laughs> this is for elders. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I, and I think I've mentioned this before. My first church the pres uh, that I went to, the elders, um, they were very public. Like you knew who the elders were. There was a list on the website. Um, they had little badges. And these two, God bless them, were partiers. They were strong drinkers. And when they drank, they ripped into each other. And so it was for me a very difficult thing um, to accept the legitimacy of how they chose their elders when I knew this couple was that. I mean, I, I am I'm not being fussy here. I, I'm telling you, they were raunchy. Like it was inappropriate for people to be walking around with a badge that said elder and drinking to this excess and then laying into each other in right. front of people from the church. Um, so I, I could definitely understand why when you were going to represent yourself, and that was Everett's point to you, you're holding yourself out as a Christian. You want to be anonymous and live your life and not pass in not have people judge your behavior, your actions. Right. That's your business. But as soon as you want to step out in ministry, you have to respect the cloak, to respect the mantle. Hmm. Right. So right. That's exactly you, you brought up the point that I was going to make is that once you start putting yourself out there, you start having hosting home church community groups. <laughs> and doing podcasts, then things got to change. Right. And uh, hence, we stopped drinking alcohol. We, um, you know, talk about, uh, you know, the changes that we had to make in our life to make sure that we were doing better. It is still very tough in our flesh from time to time to uh, to maintain that standard because for especially for us, we've been doing it for, you know, living in the world for most of our life the, the christian life for us is mostly new yes even though i was doing it for 20 years i wasn't doing it right for those for those 20 years yes. uh kate says never black and white what if you have proof an elder is a pedophile and yet protected by the church leadership mm. just thought i'd show the i mean yeah kate that's the best example of what happens when you don't do anything um a dear friend of mine who um was one of the reasons I got a job at the FBI who was at the FBI for decades um, is now responsible for the investigations of the Catholic church in um, North America, my friend, Mike, mm -hmm. and it breaks his heart. The things that he has seen and heard and what he's had to the cleanup he's had to do um, decades of cover up and corruption and things that should never have happened. And, um, that's that's what happens at the extreme, right? So we're saying, oh, you can't judge, nobody judge, everybody, everybody take care of their own. And then you end up with what happened at the Catholic Church. So there's mm -hmm. there's a spectrum, right? There's and there's everything in between. If we don't, <laughs> Yvonne uses the word, this elder was a drunkard and a reviler. I didn't remember that word reviler, <laughs> but yes, yes. Um yeah, and she heard a uh, oh god, I got so angry too. Uh, she heard about the, the the struggles that my daughter was going through, which I had been very public about. And so she forbid her daughter from seeing my daughter. Hmm. Um, and, I, and I was like, oh, really? You? <laughs> you are the one that's going to do that? Funny. Yes. Uh, okay. Thank you for living out the gospel as well as teaching the gospel. Oh, God, help us if yeah. we're 
if we're doing that poorly, but we do, we do try. Yeah, it is. It is. I was talking to uh, my trainer who's going through some stuff. He's, he's um, come to me a couple of times with questions uh, about my faith and that kind of stuff. Um, And I shared with him, I said, listen, this, it's not easy. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not talking to you as somebody who just like, you know, now I'm a Christian and now I'm just going to stop sinning altogether because now I'm a Christian. It's, it's, it's a it's a, um, it, it's a conscious effort to make choices for Jesus Christ. Paul, I beat my flesh into submission. Yeah, it's not, and easy. it's a daily um, effort to make sure to make those those conscious decisions to do that. So again, of course, we're not perfect. Of course, we're not trying to even claim that, but it is something that we uh, it is something that we constantly talk about and we stay in the word as much as we can. I really like the practice um, that uh, uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs put on my heart about a month and a half ago, two months ago. He said it probably plenty of times, but it finally, whatever message in, in, in addition to his message on that day, it says, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I, I read the Bible. And uh, he goes, I I'm suggest that you do that too. Like he was looking at me and, uh, it wasn't long after that I decided I was going to start doing that. Uh, it's not easy. It's no. not easy, but it sure is rewarding. It, it does change your day. It changes changes everything. Um, that you how you it changes how you start off your day in every way because you're starting with God. Yeah, Andy was snoring a lot last night. I couldn't sleep. You couldn't wait until I went to go read the Bible. So- so I went and I slept on the couch and I said to myself, it's 4.30. He should be coming down any that heathen, minute That now. heathen better not sleep in. He better be going to read his Bible. I was, that's all I thought about. I was like, as soon as he comes down, I'm running upstairs. And I even crossed your path. I was like, Lovey, I can't sleep. <laughs> and I ran upstairs. I didn't even know you weren't in the bed. I just... What? Well, I don't, I don't touch you in the morning because I don't want to wake you up. But you didn't see that. I, was well, I used there? to wake you up in the morning, but not anymore. <laughs> no, I didn't even. No, it's dark. It's it's pitch black, and I'm walking like a. I'm I'm trying to be like a mouse, Schnooks. <laughs> and I did everything as if you were in the bedroom. I, you know, that is so funny. Walk like tippy toe, get my bag, and try not to bang against any doors as I'm getting out. And then you all of a sudden. Hey, hey, what are you doing? And it was you. You like I wasn't armed. I didn't say hey, hey, what are yeah. you doing? Hey, what are, what are you doing? I did not say that. No, no you said schnugs. I said schnugs. I'm running upstairs. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. Hey, what burglar calls me schnugs? <laughs> right. Oh, Dr. Pace saying uh JD Farage actually talked about this on Sunday, uh teaching in Jude. Keeping the ungodly out of the church. Mm. Oh, actually, Pastor Bob was in Jude too. Yeah, yeah. I think we mentioned <laughs> we mentioned that too. Yeah, too much information. Can't say. Discipline is not easy, but has great rewards. Let me just tell her I'm online. Okay, you know I really feel bad, Doctor K. Uh, what's his name again, Scott? Scott. Scott, I, I hope I, we didn't chase Scott off with uh, the fornication discussion and the Catholic Church. <laughs> um, you know, tell him to come back. We don't always talk about this kind of stuff. This was just happens to be that this was this is uh, AW's fault. AW, 
Yeah, AW. Tozier. This is Tozier's fault that we got on this discussion. Uh, but bring him back and make sure he comes back to listen. It's important. It's an important topic. It is. I just feel Calling like... out sin and um, pursuing holiness. Yeah. It's not easy. No. No matter how long we live, we got to put our flesh down. Amen. Absolutely. Words live by Carrie. <laughs> Okay. Talking about this, can you put Nick on the uh, prayer request tonight? Yes, to, absolutely. Uh, pray for for him to come closer to God with every waking moment. Um, Cindy's like, I agree. I had a situation with a youth group leader and my adult daughter, and I addressed it with him directly because he behaved inappropriately and was a leader for the kids. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really important to keep people accountable for sure. Wow, and that's a ministry that you gotta. Keep as especially that clean one. as possible. That is that is uh, that is a problem, especially in a big church. I know another big church. The kids were allowed to kind of leave, oh, leave the the area yeah. where they were worshiping and praying. And there's these little dark areas of the yes. the campus. Saddleback. That like my that. oldest daughter told me once that she went to go to the bathroom and found, you know, two or three couples. Yeah. Uh, into shenanigans. Yeah. And that's the reason they went to. Wednesday night church was I, because I, I'd say at least half of the kids are there for that reason. Mm. Escaping. Yeah. They're their parents go, Oh, they're going to church. Yeah. How nice. Yeah. And then they get in. Yeah. They're getting into shenanigans. Yes. Uh, Dr. K says, uh, Andy, don't worry. We will listen together one day. <laughs> he had a call. He would love to hear a testimony as a police officer and working with canines. He was uh, also a cop. Oh, nice. Yes, that would be All right. awesome. I got a little worried that we chased him off. Okay, so we pray. It's been yes. a long time. Yes, you were. We're praying for Cindy. She's dizzy. And we're praying for Nick. Mm. Uh, dear Lord, um, you there is nothing you did not cover in your word. It is a, a manual to live by. It has everything that we need to live and practice holiness, Lord, and Really, uh, you know our hearts, our desire is to draw close to you. It is to have the Holy Spirit leading in our lives and to govern our actions. And we actually cannot do anything in our own strength. We cannot pursue holiness. We cannot achieve fruit of uh, the Holy Spirit in our lives without you, Lord. Um, so we ask that you abide in us and that we abide in you. And that in that relationship, it is how um, we grow stronger and we grow uh, closer to you, Lord, because at the end of the day, that's all that matters is drawing close to you and knowing your love and knowing your um, power in our lives. We ask you to bless our um, friends here, our, our family in Christ, and that you bless them with good health and you get bless them with provision uh, without measure, Lord, and that you bring their, you draw their loved ones closer to you and those that do not yet know you, Lord, that are not in a saving relationship with you, Lord, that you bring them um, into a relationship with you, Lord. We're not asking for religion. We're asking for a relationship. We're asking for the power of the Holy Spirit to move in their lives. We love you. We honor you with all that we are and all that we do, Lord. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, my friends, we love you guys. Thanks for a, a um, fascinating discussion. A great discussion tonight. It was awesome. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye.